0: You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have Cast episode number 203. Dog fans, this is the Dogcast, episode number 203, the pregame show for Arkansas versus Georgia. Georgia heads west to the westernmost SEC team in the conference, Fayetteville, Arkansas, home of the Razorbacks. Old Dog, right off the bat, let's talk about this concept that Tony Barnhart is talking about, how this is a classic trap game.
1: Well, hang on just, just a second we get into that.
0: I'm just jumping, right? I'm jumping at the all, bit.
1: I need, to, I need to make an apology, oh. and I want to personally apologize to Joe Cox. Sunday, I was too hard on him, went back to the bunker, Sunday night, watched the game again, and Joe Cox played much better than I gave him credit for. And when Old Dog's wrong, Old Dog wants to get right out there and say that he is. Wow. And all I can do Joe, is ask for your forgiveness and hope that you play as well or better here on out.
0: Wow. Coming right out of the gate with a, with a, uh, a an apology from the old dog, man. I
1: absolutely. You,
0: that's pretty freaking rare, dog fans, it i got to tell you.
1: Because most of the time, I'm absolutely spot on and correct.
0: <laughs> You're documented correct 99.7% of the time.
1: Absolutely. We used the same folks that rushed us.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And they have documented. Um, You know, it's a rainy day in Athens today. The guys are practicing inside. We did have kind of a lackluster practice yesterday, and um, I think the coaches are letting them get away with that old dog because, you know, I think one of the biggest things that uh, dog fans and coaches alike are worried about this week is the fatigue factor coming off one of the, the longest game we've played, regular season games since about 2005, we are, um, you know, one of my biggest concerns is, you know, fatigue on the defense. So they have been practicing a little bit lackluster, a little bit down on the emotion, and the coaches have kind of been letting them get away with that to kind of, I think, get their legs back under them for Saturday. But back to this thing with Tony Barnhart calling well, this a get, trap get game. Real quick. Probably the game wouldn't
1: have gone nearly as long as we if we had covered that short pass.
0: Maybe so. You're right. Anyway, we we were in a classic. Tony. Yeah, but if if you don't stop if you don't stop interrupting me let's on this trap game Barnhart. thing, well, 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 go ahead. Let's get to it. Then. How, how can what is he talking about? That's my question. How can anybody think this is a trap game? We're an underdog. On the road, are we looking – does he think we're looking past Arkansas to Arizona State or something? What, what does he think? I, what makes this a trap game?
1: I don't know where Tony Barnhart comes from. I think he's a victim of his own success.
0: <laughs> if you want and to call it that.
1: And he just likes to throw out stuff just to get folks like me and you talking about it.
0: Well, maybe I so. Mean,
1: you know, who who knows where he's coming from? I mean, we're on the road. It's the third game we've played two quality opponents. We're given one and a half points. I mean, I don't know.
0: The the good news is is that you know we do, we have played two quality opponents. Arkansas is coming off of a bye week. They've only played Missouri State, and they won that game pretty big. But you know they really still don't know what they have. Now we at the Dogcast we do know what they have. Oh. And we're about to tell you. Old Dog, you want to get this thing started. You want to start talking about Arkansas. Tell us what they got, what we need to look forward to, and give your keys to the victory.
1: I will. Uh, you know, Arkansas, the way they like to go is they like to set up the pass with the run. They're going to try to pound it down on us. And hopefully that we will we will bow up, uh, stop the run, and make that guy, I think the quarterback's name is Ryan. Is he named after the haircut, the mullet? Yes. Is yes. It Ryan? He's 6'7", he's <laughs> 390 pounds, uh, can throw it out of the end zone, just the strongest arm known to man, and apparently is sits in the pocket like a statue.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Sits in the pocket rather like Jamarcus Russell. And if you remember, I'm. And, and hopefully we
1: can mount a pass rush as good as we had against Jamarcus Russell. The one thing about him, though, Ryan Mullock, number one rated passer in the NCAA. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's just because the one game. Come on. I'm not scared of this guy Mallet as much as a lot of people are because of his of the statuesque he, he look the way Garcia killed us was was getting away from pressure sh- making the short little dinky throws if we get the same kind of pressure on Mallet that we get Mallet mullet you say mullet I say mallet if we get the same kind you of pressure say tomato,
1: I say tomato.
0: same kind of pressure that we get that we got on Garcia that we get on Mallet I think we're going to be okay well, the, you The know, kid you know, is not a, mobile. He's way too big to be mobile. To a point on
1: that. But the main thing that we need to do is we need to get a more effective pass rush. I mean, if we get pressure from the ends, all the kid's got to do is step up if we're not getting anything up front. We've got to collapse. What we need to do, and here's an old dog key to victory, collapse the pocket. Well, Don't, don't give him an out
0: good point on that Jeff Owens moving back to interior defensive line for the push up the middle Justin Houston our most impressive defensive end probably I mean on paper and in the spring game of of the defensive ends we've got he is the most impressive one we have coming off of a two-game suspension and you know
1: the most interesting thing on that is you and I gave him a three-game suspension
0: Yeah, I know. We were wrong about that, but (laughs) I I thought it was three. I don't
1: know what that's all about. I guess we're just much more disciplinarians
0: than the rest (laughs) of the coaches. We we are pretty tough. I I just remember, (laughs) I guess I thought he had half, because I know Figgins has got a six-game suspension, and somehow in my head, I thought that Houston had half of what Figgins had.
1: Well, that was my thought. I thought you had three, three games for smoking dope. And then in Figgins' case, another three for just being a dumbass.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, I, but yeah, we were wrong on that. Yeah, Houston comes back this week and not a minute too soon.
1: Absolutely not. Marcus and,
0: Washington. Cause we and did,
1: again, Rod Battle out for the season.
0: Yeah, exactly. Rod Battle's out for the season, but Houston's coming back, which is going to allow Jeff Owens to move back to the middle, which is where he needs to be. So now we've got Cade Weston and Jeff Owens blowing up the middle. We've got Justin Houston collapsing the edge. Uh, Marcus Washington's going to be back in the mix there. I think we're going to be in better shape. I know. I think we're going to be in better shape with the run stopping and, you know, the collapsing the pocket, as you said, which is going to be a huge key of victory. That is, in fact, also my third key to the victory. Wow. Crush, crush Ryan Mallett. I don't care if we collapse the pocket, if we stunt a daggum safety. I don't care what it takes. I want Ryan Mallett on his back. We need to win the sack game. We need to put pressure on this guy because I don't think he's seen the kind of pressure. They haven't seen the kind of strength we've got. Granted, their whole summer, their whole preseason, their whole year has been leading up to this game. And they've been game planning for us for probably eight weeks. But they're not ready to get hit in the mouth, I don't think. Hey, I got a quote of the day for you, old dog. Qu- sure. Quote of the day: Rennie Curran, hero of the game last week, the guy who knocked down the pass. You know he's he's been often called. You know he's he's a little on the short side. You know, and a lot of people you know have lots of things to talk about him being short. Quote of the day today from Rennie Curran. He says, "If I take my shirt off, I guarantee you nobody calls me undersized." <laughs>
1: I love that quote,
0: baby. And, I mean,
1: he can bring it. And, you know, i just digressing a tad. A lot of South Carolina fans were talking to me after last week's game saying, you know, I don't understand why Garcia didn't run. You know, he could have made it. And I said, ain't no way he would have ever made that if he had tucked it and ran. No. Because Rennie Kern would have knocked his ass to next week.
0: Rennie Kern had him both ways. He had him on the ground and he had him through the air. So um, I think if if Garcia tucks and commits to the run, Rennie Kern is going to nail him. Yeah, No doubt about it. Because it was one on one open field, and I'm telling you, I got Rennie Curran in that in that in that game. I do
1: too. I'll take him in the open field just against just
0: about anybody. You got it, buddy. So number two on the as you said, Arkansas going to use the run, and we don't really know what they've got at running back. I mean, I mean as far as like their effectiveness of their running game, they pass the ball. I mean, this kid Mallett was 17 of 22 for 309 yards, and they had their second guy, a freshman comes in, he adds another 150 yards passing. Now, the good news is they lost their top receiver in that Missouri State game. They lost their number two receiver in fall practice. So they're without their top two receivers. Even though they did put up a lot of yards through the air, they're still without their top two receivers.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and that's a lot like us playing Georgia Southern, you know. I mean, or whoever, you know, Tennessee Tech or whatever. I mean, we really don't know what they're going to bring, right? And, And fortunately for us, they really don't know what they've got either. You're right against against a quality opponent. So, I mean, this was like another scrimmage to them.
0: Right. So they're going to try to set up with the run. You know, they're going to do a lot of play action. They're going to try to set up with the run. I mean, I and I, I feel good about, I want to say I feel good about our defense's chances against the kind of offense they have um,
1: Well, because, I mean, because he's not are,
0: that mobile.
1: No, and the things we need to do and watch out for really is the guy does have and he showed it when he was at Michigan, he does have a strong arm. No doubt. We cannot let the, their receivers get behind us. And a lot of that is going to come from technique. Um, you know, last week, Brian Evans, you know, breaking down as the receiver runs, or two weeks ago as the receiver runs by him. I mean, we have got more speed in our defensive backfield than the law should allow. There should be absolutely nobody that should be able to outrun us or get deep on us. We should have, I mean, we've got great closing speed back there. Yes. And we need to use it. I would love, I got tired of seeing us just get dinked and dinked and dinked down the field, throwing to tight ends and throwing to these backs coming out of the backfield. We And, again, though, that's not the defensive backs. That's going to be our linebacking crew. We need to cover that. Let's let them try to beat us deep because I don't think they
0: can. Wow. I like that invitation, old dog, but, boy, it sure sounds dangerous, you know? Yeah. I mean, we did. You know, we didn't give up any deep balls to uh, South Carolina, but it wasn't because our coverage deep was that great.
1: It no, was because and, of the
0: stripes, you know? Right.
1: But, I mean, we we don't need another game where the opposing team runs 30 more plays than we do.
0: Right, where we get dinked on these crossing
1: We need to get back to, and I'm digressing a little bit, get back to another key to victory, but we need to get back to playing Georgia football.
0: Wow, that's my number one key to the victory, ball control offense. And. wow. I want to talk about this Richard Samuel thing, too, because it all dovetails together, baby. You can all see how this segues are happening. That's why we're broadcast professionals, old dog. We make it look so easy. I mean, we do. You know, that's just the way we roll. So, Richard Samuel opens up the game against South Carolina, looks great. He's banging out yards. He's picking up yards on the ground. He's catching balls on the edge, moving the ball downfield. Then he's, like, gone for the whole second quarter, and we got Caleb Thomas in there, you know? I'm sorry, not Caleb Thomas. Carlton. Did I almost skew into a Caleb King reference? Sorry about that.
1: I can't comment.
0: Carlton Thomas. So, you know, and there was a lot of question about what happened to Richard Samuel. And I have to be honest with you, we got this kind of, what I think is just kind of a lame thing about, you know, we're saving, saving Richard Samuel. That's what a lot of people are thinking. We're saving him because, you know, we can't afford to wear him out, you know?
1: People are thinking that they're idiots,
0: I know, I know. We've talked about this before.
1: You know, and there was a quote from Bobo on some stuff, you know, like why didn't we see more of Richard Samuel? And he was out because he had had been in for five plays straight, and we needed to get Carlson Thomas in there because we were going to run this reverse with the Smith kid and all that. You know, come on.
0: Five plays straight?
1: You know, I mean, you know, is our – conditioning program so bad that we've got players that, like, they're just gassed after five plays?
0: Well, the, you know, the thing that bothers me is, old dog, and we talked about this on the post-game show after South Carolina, you know, they, won't, they don't want to do anything to Joe Cox, and I'm cool with that. They're not going to pull Joe Cox out and put Logan Gray in, because Bobo said, hey, Joe Cox is in a rhythm. He's got a thing going, you know, and, he's, and it's working. But I also feel that's the same for the running game. And I know it's the same for the relationship between the offensive line and the running back. Richard Samuel is in a rhythm. And when it's working, it's working. If he's not waving his hand like somebody we used to know number 24 last year, if he's not waving his hand saying, I need to come out, I'm gassed, let him pound the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we – I mean, I just don't understand. I've never liked running back by committee, and I certainly don't like forced committee. If Richard no. Samuel wants to punish the ground game, let's let him do it.
1: I and, mean, I mean and, and not only that, but the kid really did make mark improvement from game one to game two.
0: He deserves the carries. He Absolutely. earned those carries, man. And, and
1: let's run – this Saturday night, let's run Richard Samuel till they stop him, and then let's start – putting in Carlton Thomas or opening up with some passes.
0: That's when we do but, change of pace back. Exactly. Yes, indeed. So that's my number one key to the victory is ball control. Well, I want to win the time possession battle this week. Keep our defense off the field. Keep their offense off the field. Keep our offense on the field. And I want to pound the ball I mean, you know, I'm cool with some dinky passes, mixing it up. Bobo's going to do what Bobo's going to do. None of us understand what Bobo's doing, but I just I want even it to work. I don't think he does. I don't know if he does or not, but I'm telling you, we need to win the time possession battle this week. My number one key to the victory is ball control. Yep. Number two is I want to talk about penalties. Number two on the key to the victory is we really need to limit penalties and turnovers, mental mistakes. Ooh,
1: ooh. You said penalties, and then you threw in turnovers, and they're two different things.
0: I know they are, but I'm kind of like lumping them into one. I'm lumping them into the limit mental mistakes. And trust me, throwing the ball to Eric Norwood, even when you see Eric Norwood, and you're like, hey, what the hell, I'm going to throw it anyway, that's a mental error, you know? Um, Now, granted, the A.J. Green fumble, I don't really think that was a mental mistake. I mean, you know, I think he just got spun around, you know? But, um... I think we can do a better job with our ball security and better job with our penalties. We were flagged for th- I e. Brandon Smith. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of thinking on the Brandon Smith things, which I, I like Brandon Smith. I know he's going to be a great player someday, and he's done some great things for us already this year, but still, a lot of mental errors. We're getting, you know, we're coming up on the third game of the season. We really need to do better than 13 penalties a game, and I know Coach Rick, if you don't know this, Coach Rick said this week that he's not worried about penalties because most of our penalties come from a real enthusiasm and fire on defense, and he'll take the enthusiasm and fire if it means a few penalties. He said, I'd rather us play hard and get penalties than play lackluster and clean. And to a certain degree, <laughs> I, I agree with you, you know, but I would like to do both. I mean, it's a whole have your cake and eat it too kind of thing, I know. But well, uh, I'd like to play with intensity and not get penalties. How about that,
1: old dog? You know, i tell you what, and, and this is something, again, I just – I'm going to give Coach Rick an Indian name. Coach doublespeak.
0: <laughs> Coach speaking out of the side of both of both sides of his mouth.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, penalties are a problem. Don't you know, don't tell us they're not.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't tell us they're not. Don't tell us you're you're upset about them one week and you're cool with them right, the next week. And
1: jumping, you know, and jumping all sides that you know. I mean, a couple of these late hits and stuff like that. There are sure. a couple questionable calls,
0: definitely. And
1: you know, and, and I agree with you on that. But but jumping all sides, this or you know moving twelve quick men along on the field, the offensive line
0: yeah, breaking that, the huddle not, with the wrong number and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, that's just that's just stupidity. Right.
0: I agree. And we with need
1: you. we need to eliminate the stupid penalties. And I tell you, if we had eliminated the stupid penalties last week we would have cut it down to probably from 13 to 7.
0: I agree. And seven penalties I can live with, especially if they're the, you know, the, the aforementioned intensity style. Yeah, I don't mind
1: an aggressive penalty.
0: Sure, me neither. I mean, you know, if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake at full aggressive. speed, you're exactly right. It just gives them a first down. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, th- I think that's what we can do. On offense, we really got to control the ball and limit our turnovers and penalties. And on defense, we've got to crush that pocket. We've got to crush the mullet. And let's create some takeaways. Hey, I would like that. I want to win the turnover battle, whatever right it takes. Right now,
1: because right now in the takeaway balance, we're it, as far as the NCAA goes, we're like in the hundreds, and that ain't good.
0: <laughs> That's not a good long-term strategy, I'll tell I you mean, that. I
1: would love to see our defense create some turnovers. I agree. You know, let's hit them, let's knock them back, let's get that ball flying around, and if you got a chance for an interception, let's do it.
0: Exactly. Let me give you a few stats, old dog. You know that? Did you know that Coach Rick is four and and0 versus the Hogs since he's been with Georgia? Yeah. I, I didn't know we'd played the Hogs four times since CMR got there, but evidently we have. Um, he's four and O versus the Hogs. The last time we played the Razorbacks was in two thousand five. They came to Athens. We beat them twenty three to twenty.
1: Barn and burner.
0: Barn burner, baby, 23-20. Of course, to 20. that was
1: when they had the right ref, Houston, Nutt as the coach.
0: You're right. And, uh, you know, the big deal out of that game was that was the game that we, um, that was the game where Shockley got hurt, which was like the week before Florida, if you remember yeah, that. I um, do. We lost Shockley. And, and had lost was, to Florida. Yeah, that kind of sucked. But... um you know, Coach Rick has a really good record on the road. He has a good record against the Hogs. You know, I, I feel, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I am, um, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I feel kind of like the way I did going into the Oklahoma State game. And now that we've seen Oklahoma State, you know, I've got to tell you, old dog, I think, I've got a sneaking suspicion we're going to look back on Oklahoma State later in this season as the game that got away from us. I think that Oklahoma State is not as good as people Think they were, or as they thought they were, or maybe even as we thought they were. And I think we're really gonna we're really gonna be kicking ourselves in the butt later well, in the season, probably. Well, we,
1: game. we, you know, you and I said that even after the game. Yeah. That Oklahoma State is not good as as they made out to be. Yeah. And, and we beat I, ourselves. Again, you know, well, not only that, but we just, you know, and I'm not going to keep beating up on people, but we were just not prepared for that game. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely no reason that we weren't.
0: I agree, buddy. I got one last little tidbit for you in the special teams thing. A lot of people have made a lot of hay this week about, uh, you know, Coach Fab or some other people say that we're not changing our, you know, people are upset because Coach Fab said after the after the South Carolina game that we're not changing our kickoff strategy. Hell, as far as I'm concerned, I'm okay with that. If we keep the same kickoff strategy we had in the South Carolina game, I'm
1: okay you know, with that strategy. I mean,
0: what what are we? Spo- what are we supposed to believe? I know. You know. We
1: did change our kickoff strategy.
0: I know. He acts like that was the same thing we've always been doing, you
1: know? Yeah, you know, I mean, and again, he just, you know, if you look like, if you look at a picture of him, he looks like damn Skeletor. I
0: know. <laughs>
1: and, and I think the guy may be senile. I'm not sure. Because if he thinks kicking the ball like doing a pooch kick to the 25 with a lot of hang time, Is the exact thing, same thing that we did against South Carolina. Then he's out of his mind, and we just need to put his ass in a straitjacket and (laughs) parted him off the field.
0: Now I know you've got a Blair Walsh quote that you're just waiting to try out here. I
1: mean, and and let's give some kudos out to Blair Walsh too. Absolutely. After really a disastrous second part of the season, he has come back and just is unbelievable as a kicker
0: competition has set him free
1: it really has and in an interview with uh, this tucker guy uh tim tucker out of the journal constitution they were talking about field goals and you know how he was and the camp he went to and all that i'm not going to bore you with that but when they ask him about there's and i'm here's the question there's so much talk about george's kickoff philosophy boom it into the end zone Directional kicks. Do you have a preference? And Blair Walsh's answer is I do what I'm told. <laughs> right. well, hopefully, this week he'll be told to boom it into the end zone.
0: I hope so, too, man. And the other thing you need to know is Arkansas's current special teams coach is is the old Michigan State special teams coach, the guy we played against in the bowl game last year, the same guy who slapped himself in the face about three times over how dumb he was in the Michigan State game last year. So I like this guy for Arkansas. I mean, uh, I think he might help us out. I think Arkansas may have even worse of a special teams coach than we have. If yeah. you think that's possible. So no, I, uh, I'm, and, I'm excited and about that. And I'm that. going to say right now, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I know you don't. But I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously optimistic, damn it.
1: <laughs> well, and, that, and that's good, and that's why you and I are such a good team.
0: All right, dog fans. I've got a couple other things I need to cover with before the end of the show here. Before we wrap this up, because I was negligent in the first couple of weeks here. We're now you know, leading into week three, and I haven't talked about the poll I mean, not the poll. I'm sorry. It, it, I used to call it the poll. I'm talking about the uh, uh, the pick 'em thing. What do you what do you call that, old dog? What am I calling that? It's a thing, uh, you know, on the I website. I call it
1: the poll, but it's really not. a poll.
0: It's not the poll. It's um, you know, where you pick the winners. we we've got a thing. We've got about 150 listeners that are doing this thing with me. And uh, I got to tell you, old dog, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it. I was one and five in week one. And last week, I was like two and four. I'm ranked like a hundredth out of 150. I know. It's pathetic. But regardless of how bad my picks are, in week one, a kid named, or I'm assuming it's a kid, I'm assuming it's a guy, B. Zachary was the winner for week one. B. Zachary. So if you're listening, B. Zachary... If you email me at dogcast.com, I mean at dogcast at gmail.com, I will send you um, some swag from the swag closet here in the bunker. And the winner for week two was dirty dog, old dog, I know you like that that's probably I you. Do. that's probably a pseudonym for you right oh no, believe me, I am not a pickup expert except it's d <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> d u r t y dog dirty dog was the winner for week two, so uh, you got to be listening if you want to get your swag so dirty dog, if you're listening, uh send me your email I mean, send me your address and uh, I'll get you out some swag It's not too late to join the poll or join the pool pool, the pool. A, Let's the call pool. It a pool. join the pool you can go to the website at dogcast.com and click on the pool there and get involved uh at any time we only pick about six or seven or eight games it's mostly all sec games i'm in charge by the way if you want to know who picks the games that we pick it's me i go down through this little checklist and i check the games that i want us to pick on but um it's not too late uh, you can get involved with the pool um and old dog big news We now are restocked on the illegal T-shirt. Wow. Yes, man. Yes. What color did we go with? We went with red because that's what everybody wants. So it's it's the same shirt we had last year, basically. I just got more of them. Um, It's the red shirt that the Collegiate Licensing Corporation says violates about seven different collegiate licensing laws, and we're supposed to cease and desist and all that stuff. You know what? Here's here's my, uh, I don't know. Uh here's my up yours to the CLC. We've got plenty more t-shirts. All you need to do if you want a t-shirt, and I've gotten a bunch of emails from people that want t shirts. Here's what you do. You go to the website, dogcast.com. There's a little button there that says PayPal Donate. What you need to do is donate about 15 bucks to the Dogcast. And where it says special instructions. You tell me what size you want and where you want me to send it, and when I get your donation, I will send you your T-shirt. So um, anyway, that's what you need to do if you want the T-shirt. I know um, I've gotten six or seven emails just in the past week, and we have a pretty limited number. I only have about thirty T-shirts, so because I can't, I'm not going nuts on buying these things if I can That's you know. all the
1: Chinese prisoners could print up.
0: <laughs> You're right. And I'm selling them at cost. I mean, they cost me. The long arm
1: of the NCAA reached into a Chinese prison. You're right. No more.
0: They cost me about twelve dollars a piece. It's going to cost me about three dollars to mail them, so I'm selling them for fifteen dollars. I'm not trying to make any money off the that's deal.
1: Right. Believe me, folks, we are not profit. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are a
0: full-on nonprofit, baby. <laughs>
1: don't ever, don't ever confuse that.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, that's what you do if you want a T-shirt. Make a fifteen-dollar donation. Tell me what size you want and where you want it, and I will send it out.
1: But just um, make sure you don't want a small.
0: Yeah, make sure you don't want a small, because I only have, like, one. Um, dog fans, that's going to about do it. Remember, the right, keys uh, to real victory. Real quick,
1: real quick. Summarize those keys to victory for us. I'm about to. All right. Ball
0: control. Hammer the rock. Keep the ball. Win the time of possession. Number two. Limit- well, hang
1: on a minute. I'm going to throw something in there, too, and I'm going to do a little of that. I know everyone has seen Gone with the Wind. Yes. And if you remember right before the intermission scarlet o'hara is whipping that mule it is frothing at the mouth but it keeps going till it collapses i want richard samuel to be that mule
0: <laughs> holy crap old dog you yeah. just violated about 19 social uh, morality codes we there we need to
1: we need to run richard samuel till he drops
0: I am not going to comment on that at all. Number two, limit mental mistakes, penalties, and turnovers. We need to win the turnover battle flat out, and I would like to have less penalties than Arkansas. Is that too much to ask? Less turnovers than Arkansas, less penalties than Arkansas. I don't think it is. That's pretty clear. And number three, crush the pocket. Crush the mullet. Business up front, party out back, take him down to the ground. Ryan Mallet, all six foot seven, 238 pounds of him, take him down. Take him down early, take him down often. Take him Rush down to him
1: Chinatown.
0: Downtown to Chinatown, baby. We've got to get pressure on Mallet. If you do those. If we do those three things, Dog fans, we're going to win the game. That's all there is to it.
1: That's And kick it into the end zone. Yeah, and as
0: always, kick it Absolutely. into the end zone. Dog fans, that's going to about do it. Email us at dogcast at com or call us at 706-534-1516. You can check out our website at dogcast.com, dogcast.net. Hey, dude, we got like both of them. We're big time. And you can follow the Twitter feed from me during the game or and during the week, but I tweet like a madman during the games at twitter.com slash dogcast for the freshest, most relevant, up-to-date, timely information out of Athens. Dog fans, that's going to do it for this week. Old dog, get us out of here, buddy.
1: Man, it's the dogs and the hogs. Let's all be eating some barbecue come late Saturday night. Pulled pork. Go Put dogs. Put them on the spit. <laughs> hey, Derek, this is Jeff from San Diego. Listen, I got to tell you, man, I spent two years going to Fayetteville before a pack of roving bulldogs came by, picked me up, brought me to Athens where I saw the light and became a bulldog and graduated.
0: But I got to tell
1: you, man, this, game, this weekend, I'll tell you how to win it. The more physical we are, The the hogs will melt under the pressure, no questions asked. We'll blow them out of the water. But if we go in there and
0: try to do arm tackles and all that mess we did last year, they're going to be right in the middle of the game. So, man, I want to see deep kicks. You guys are right on the money. Strong tackles, and let's
1: give them a healthy dose of A.J. Green, and we should wrap it up big. Take care, guys.